Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the J-A-M-I-E. Your 131st favorite podcast host, and again, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. Today, we're going to be talking about nostalgia, and what do you ask, what is nostalgia? Nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past. That's what Webster's Dictionary claims it as, meaning that we have a certain affection and a, and a love for things in our past, things that make a, made us happy, times that made us smile things that make us remember the good times. And the reason I bring this up is because I recently saw the Power Rangers movie, which is a reboot of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was a TV show that I watched. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you watched. And I know you pretty much love, we all had our favorite ranger. We all identified with it. We all tried karate moves. And we just generally watched this show that went on for years and did multiple episodes i mean i don't even know the actual count of episodes but they did one a day for it seemed like 10 years anyway we love i love this tv show and the reason i bring this up is because i going into this movie when they first announced they were going to make a power rangers reboot movie i was so against it i said i i hated this idea i said they're going to ruin what i loved as a child they're going to take everything we liked and they're going to ruin it and it's going to be terrible and I was shocked. This movie is actually really good. I'm not going to do an entire review of it. I don't want to spoil a lot of things. But let's just say that the movie is really good. It it blends the nostalgia feeling I had, the, the campiness that I loved, in with a new style of Power Rangers. The characters were all, all great. There's a few minor things I didn't like. The story takes a really long time to get into it. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to be giving a lot of things away, but it's a little bit of spoilers. If you don't want to listen, just skip ahead. Um, it takes a while for them to actually become Power Rangers. There's a big backstory. They're not Power Rangers for that very long, for, for very long in this movie. But when they are, it's really cool. You get a throwback uh, revamp of the Power Rangers theme song, Go Go Power Rangers, at one point. You have a few Power Rangers from that era making slight cameos in the movie. Um, the best part of the movie was the kid that played Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger. He's on the autistic spectrum, and he's just really funny. He has a lot of heart. He's really good in this movie. He carries the movie. He brings all the Rangers together, and I just really enjoyed him as a character. I'm, I'm, I was... I was a little hesitant about the casting of this, but he does a good job. They stole this movie. This is his movie. Um, Brian Cranston playing Zordon, which was the reason I went to see the movie in the first place, does an okay job. It's, it's Zordon's a weird character for Brian Cranston to be playing. He pulls it off, but in this one, he's kind of dickish at times, it seems. And they, they did change his backstory and Rita's backstory, which I'm not even going to complain about because the movie is pretty well done. Um... And speaking of that, Elizabeth Banks playing Rita Repulsa is genuinely scary and unnerving. She does a great job. I, I can't believe that that casting worked as well as it did. And I, I really hope to see her in the future installments of this movie franchise, which there's supposed to be five, I think, 
planned at the moment. I really hope that she is in future ones because she does a really good job in this movie. But getting back to nostalgia, um, I think it's funny how we hold certain things from our childhood in such high regards. No matter what your age, you're going to hold something from when you were younger in a high regard. Um, for me, it's things like Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, um, Stretch Armstrong, Toys, rest, uh, wrestling action figures, these things that I love as a child that kids today don't have the same affection for, for the things ways I'd had it. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of when nostalgia ruins a movie for you before you go and see it. And that was, for me, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Um, the reason I say this is because I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan, as I'm sure most of you are. Um, the late 80s, early 90s cartoon series was something was had to see for me. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, there are three movies, live-action movies, I loved. They were great. I enjoy them so much, and even kids nowadays do enjoy them, but when Michael Bay said that he was going to do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, a, a remake, I went into that movie thinking it was going to be terrible. I never gave it a chance. It turned out to be a terrible movie. Anybody who saw it can pretty much say that, that if you were older than five years old, you pretty much didn't like the movie, especially if you are a Ninja Turtle fan, but... It, it seems like it ruined the movie for me going in because I could never even enjoy the movie. I could never look at it in any way, good shape, because the whole time I'm watching going, nope, that wasn't the way it was. That wasn't the origin story. That ain't how they got their names. That ain't how this happened. That's not how this happened. I can't believe you did this. That's what I did. And that's what I mean when nostalgia, when we get this emotional attachment to something from our childhood, something that we care about, something that we love, and then we carry it over when they remake it. We almost get defensive and, and we get offended because we're, in our minds, something like that. You're thinking, well, how could you remake this? This was our thing. It was great. You can't, you know, improve upon perfection. And the Ninja Turtle movies are a case in point. I love the Ninja Turtle movies, the originals. They don't hold up that well. Um, even the second one, Secret of the Ooze, they never used their weapons. When I was a kid, I never noticed that. And now I do. I notice these things, and I still love the movies because it's a nostalgic feeling for me, For me, but I can't take, as a, as a, somebody who criticizes movies and, at times, and somebody who can see the overall aspect of the movies, they're not good in terms of storytelling a lot of the time. They don't follow it, but because I have such a nostalgic feeling for it, I will always love these movies. Always. They're not bad movies by any means. They're not in any way, shape, or form a terrible movie. The third one might fall into that category, but we're going to digress on that a little bit. They're not bad movies. It's just I have such a nostalgic feeling for it that I can't look at somebody and say it's a terrible movie. You shouldn't see the movie. Um, when I saw the new one, I didn't have that feeling for it. I love the Ninja Turtles, but I didn't have that nostalgic feeling for these particular turtles, these iteration of the turtles. Um, kids nowadays are loving these movies. They're they're liking the way the Ninja Turtles are because it's action and it's and they're doing silly jokes and 
things like that, the things that we did, but they're doing it in a different way. And the only thing I'm thinking the whole time watching the Ninja Turtle movie was that don't look real. That ain't how it happened. You know, that's that's what I thought. And it ruined the movie going experience for me. And it turned out again the movie was not good. And case in point, Michael Bay when they made the second one and Platinum Dunes made the second one and Nickelodeon and they made the second one, they actually added an aspect of the cartoon that we knew and love to it because they understand that I think they got that they got such bad reviews and I think they kind of understood that it wasn't just for kids. You have people my age going to see this movie. When I went, the majority of the people in the theater were my age. And we just didn't like the movie. It wasn't the turtles that we grew up on. It wasn't the stories we grew up on. It wasn't the characters we grew up on. And I think that hurt it. I think that hurt it, and I think they learned from it. Um, a case in point, besides the Power Rangers of a series doing it right, was Toy Story. I I, I love Toy Story. I'm sure you did, again. I'm I'm not hard to please with a movie, but I will be critiqued. Toy Story was a good movie. It was ahead of its time. It had a great story. And we all fell in love with it. We all loved the characters. We got emotionally attached to the characters. And it gives us a nostalgic feeling. When Toy Story 3 came out... When Toy Story 3 came out, I was a full-grown adult. I remember watching Toy Story when I was a child and loving it. When Toy Story 3 came out, I was an adult. And I went to see Toy Story 3 with friends of mine, they were adults around the same age, and I remember looking in the theater, and the theater was packed, I mean packed, and I didn't, I saw maybe three, four, five children, it was all people my age, people that grew up with these characters, that loved these characters, that wanted to revisit their childhood, and wanted to enjoy something that they enjoyed when they were a child and hoping against hope that it turned out well and Toy Story 3 did a great job at that they took characters that we love they built upon it they didn't change it or drastically move it to try to appease a new audience they they kept to the core of what it was and it worked and they're, because of that, they're making a Toy Story 4. And I'll go see it because it brings me back to the nostalgic feeling. But it seems like too many times they'll change, a, they'll change something about a movie, a TV show, uh, a car, anything like that with a name that we remember. We instantly don't want to give it a chance. And the reason I'm saying this is because, again, it can kind of ruin your experience when you go to check something out. When you have such a attachment to what was in the past, what gave you that great feeling that you can't go in with a clear mind and look at a movie or a revamp of a TV show and enjoy it without critiquing everything, it's just, it's strange to me. And I understand that we all have it, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, to, it's not a bad thing to remember something that you enjoyed when you were a kid. You know, it's not bad to remember waking up on Saturday mornings to watch your favorite cartoons and eat a bowl of cereal. It's not It's not a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, is that it, I think it kind of clouds our judgment at times to where we can't enjoy... We can't enjoy things of the same nature nowadays because we're always comparing it to the past. Um, an, another case of this would have to be Boy Meets World. I love Boy Meets World. I'm sure you love Boy Meets World. 
Boy Meets World was a great television show. It had comedy, it had drama, it dealt with real issues, and I remember it being a must-see on Friday nights. You know, it was TGIF, and and it was part of one of their big shows, and I remember loving it. And I remember when Girl Meets World came out, or they announced it was going to be, they brought back. They were going to bring back Topanga, and they were going to bring back Corey, and Sean was going to make appearances, and Mr. Feeney was going to make appearances. And it, it, during the series, spoiler alert for the series, I mean, this was season one, but Harley Kiner comes back, and you see Minkus, and you see uh, Eric, you, you see all these characters, even Tommy, the kid Eric almost adopted. You see these characters, and, and I remember when they first did it, I watched some of the episodes, and I just couldn't get past the fact that it wasn't Boy Meets World. It was, they tried to redo Boy Meets World, and it it's not a bad series. I mean, I know people that actually enjoyed it, but for me, it seems like I could not let go of the fact that Boy Meets World was what I had when I was a child, and that what we have now is... And Girl Meets World was now. They tweaked it. That was probably the closest thing to then. But they changed things. And I was just... I could not enjoy it as a fan of Boy Meets World. I couldn't enjoy it. I mean, I like seeing the... Like I said, I like seeing the appearances of people from the show. But it seemed to me like, like again, the storytelling was... The storytelling at times seemed like it was kind of basic jokes. They were... The kids overacted at times. And this is just my opinion. I'm not saying it's a bad series. I'm just saying that a lot of the times I'm watching this and not, I can't get into it because I'm just thinking this isn't what I grew up on. This isn't what I like. And I know the show wasn't made for me. I'm not saying that it was. I'm just saying that this is, this is my point about nostalgia is we look at something that is connected to what we loved as a child or when teenager or when we were younger and a lot of times we just can't let go of it. We can't take it for what it is. We can't say, hey, this isn't made for me. This is made for children. This is made for the next generation to grow up on and like. And we take that and then we get almost offended at it when when someone says that. When they say, well, you know, this wasn't made for you. This was made for this generation or this was made for this group of people. And you say, hold on a second. I like this. This is mine. You know, this is my time. This is what I like. Why can't it be made for me? Not thinking that you're a late 20s, early 30-year-old adult who's watching a show like this, wondering why they're not catering to what you knew and loved, why they're changing things. It's not a bad thing to have nostalgia. I just think, again, sometimes it clouds our judgment on what we know and love. Uh cartoons in general i remember growing up it was ren and stimpy and rocco's modern life and doug and rugrats and hey arnold and x-men in the the 90s x-men animated series and batman the animated series and the spider-man animated series and teenage Mutant ninja turtles and they've remade some of these you know there's new x-men's there's there's been two or three different spider-mans after the early 90s the amazing spider-man series that i watched there's been multiple incarnations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <coughs> Excuse me. And they've just never caught my attention because I love the originals so much. The 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 style of animation, the the joke telling, the storytelling nowadays is different. 
the the arcs are different. They're catering to to the to what kids today are knowing and liking. And the reason I bring all this up is I remember after the Power Rangers movie, I saw a meme. On, it was a meme on Facebook that said, I showed my child the Power Rangers I grew up on, and his response were, their outfits are gay. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not just trying to use that as a bad term, anybody. I, I didn't write this. It was just something's been out there. You've probably seen it. And when I saw that, I remember I sent a response of, and it was a picture of a kid get of, of uh, Luke Rockhold getting a spin kick to the face from Vitor Belfort in a UFC fight. And I said my response to this kid saying this. It was completely a joke. I, I don't condone you kicking a kid in the face, especially just because he disagrees with something. I'm just saying that it's... I watched that, and I remember... And, and, I, and I saw that, and it just kind of... It offended me, because I grew up on when they were cloth. The mouse didn't move on the Power Rangers. When you hit them, sparks would fly off. The campiness. And I loved it. And again, the stuff nowadays, the kids, you know, they, they don't like... They, didn't, they don't like that. You know, the majority of them would probably laugh at it or say how stupid it looks or the effects aren't great or even the monsters aren't scary and all that's true you know a lot of the stuff we like as children don't hold doesn't doesn't hold up to the standards of what children have today or even when it comes to TV or movies in general just the the writing directing it doesn't hold up and it's just funny that again that we hold on to what we loved and so near and dear to us that a lot of the times we take offense to it and I just honestly think it's a it's a little crazy. I know I'm rambling here, but it's 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 just weird to me that we do that. And I, I've wondered what causes us to do that. What why is it that we can't let go of something from the past to try to enjoy something now when sometimes we're pleasantly surprised surprised about it. Power Ranger movie was a very shocking, surprising thing to me because I again expected the movie to be terrible, and it turned out to be really good. And it it made me to where I wasn't picking it apart watching the movie because I got so into what was going on. And I think that's my whole thing here is we can have a nostalgic feeling, and the only way for that to go to where we don't cling to that feeling we had and the love we have for characters, the way we don't cling to it and hold on to it is by having good storytelling, good story art, character development, making us care about this new incarnation of what we loved. If you're going to remake something from my past, I can't stop you. I, a lot of times I won't stop you because maybe I want my kids, your kids, my grandkids to be into something I liked. What I'm saying is, is that I hope that you can do it justice. You can change things. I, I can't stop that. And I understand you have to grow with times. What I'm saying is I hope that you can also keep some of the stuff that made us love it. So that we can all enjoy it together to where I'm not just trying to trash it and dog it. Because it's not what I knew, what I loved, and what I grew up on. And that is my only thing I can say about it is uh, if you're going to remake something... From my childhood, if you're going to make a nostalgia, have me have a nostalgic feeling for something and have me bring up emotions, then make it to where I can care about this new one as well as the old one. To where I'm not dogging the new one simply because it's not the old one. Help me to grow with it. Give me a reason to like it. Give me a reason to care about it. Give me a reason to tell people, 
you should go see this. You should, you should go try this. You should go watch this. You should go play with this. Anything. You should just bring me in, and let's have a mixture of what we do because there's so many remakes and reboots going on right now in Hollywood of stuff that's from the past that they're changing completely and people are dogging and they're not getting good reviews from critics, from fans, and it's because it doesn't seem like they're staying to what the material is. They're trying to update it for new generations who might not get it, but they don't understand, I think, a lot of times when you redo something that was so popular back in the day, the people who enjoyed it then are going to be the ones who mainly critique what it is now. If you remake a movie from when somebody was a child, they're going to go watch it simply because it's characters they know and love. If you make a toy from when they were a child and you come back out with it and they buy it for their kids, they're going to buy it, they're going to see it, they're going to critique it because it's something they know and love. Case in point, Stretch Armstrong. I always loved the Stretch Armstrong dolls. I never could get one when I was a kid. I always wanted one. I bought one the other day because they're back out with it, and it's the exact same ones that friends of mine had. It's the exact same thing. They didn't change it. They didn't update it. They didn't redo it. It's a Stretch Armstrong. So whether it's TV, movies, cars, music, whatever, you have to be able to appease the people who enjoyed it before and also the ones that are going to enjoy it in the future because it's going to be a mixture of all that coming together what's old is new what's new is old that's the way it always is and i just honestly think that hollywood in general with all the reboots coming up need to step back take a look at what the audience was before and realize that we can change it for the new next generation but we also need to keep some of the heart and the spirit of what made people enjoy it the first time. Otherwise, people are going to continue to crap all over these movies. We know these characters. We love char these characters. We love these things. And we don't want them completely changed from what we know. We're going to crap all over it. We all do it. And we're going to continue to do it. And I, I really hope that they just step back and actually realize that. Um, I understand that a lot of this... Is a, it's a weird episode for me. It's the first time I'm not really doing a movie review that I'm just rambling about something I thought up. I thought about. Um, I'm going to probably end it right here. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening to the Nerdpool podcast. Thank you for the likes and subscribes on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm working to get it on Stitcher and iTunes. That's hopefully coming up in the next few weeks, maybe a few months. Um, I'm working to get things on YouTube. I may start a video podcast before long of me recording. Again, I want to say thank you. Uh, go to SoundCloud.com slash Podcast. Like it. Download it. Subscribe. Let me know what you think. Um, I hope you all have a blessed day. And I really hope you enjoyed your stay in. And just remember, thank you for stopping by the Nerdpool Podcast. Come on in. The water's fine.